Hello, hello. Welcome again to the California Work Comp Report. Today is Wednesday, October 3rd, 2018. As always, is your host, Corey Olson, here with Dr. John Alchemy to discuss some of the new developments at RateFast, namely data set completeness. Picture data set completeness as a grade given to your impairment report within the RateFast software, which tells a physician and other stakeholders a number of important things, namely how complete the report is and how that will affect the settlement or delay thereof of the claim at hand. Let's drop in to see what Dr. Alchemy has to say about data set completeness. How are you doing today, John? I'm doing great, Corey. Today we're talking about data set completeness. And um, before kind of going into detail, I was hoping that we could sort of have a kind of a brief overview of what of what we're going to be looking at and what, what a doctor or somebody using the RateFast software might see as an example of what a data set completeness is. So data set completeness is an interesting topic. Um, and it's actually one of my favorites because, you know, when... <laughs> You buy anything or you use anything or you make a determination on something, you want to know what kind of data you're making your decision based upon. And data completeness helps answer that question. And it's it's really interesting in impairment reports because impairment reports are very layered. And they have, um, uh, they have a lot of what we call child logic. So there's particular questions um, that we call parents. And then depending on that answer, um, there's sometimes a follow-up question to clarify it or help, help class the rating a little bit. Um, and, and because of the complexity of, of the, the content and the complexity of the rating process, um, you know, pe- people always kind of go to the end and say, oh, well, what's this rating worth? And they get a number and then they sort of have an emotional reaction to it. But the thing they're missing out is, well, how much data was really present to create this value? And that's really what data completeness is about. It's about creating this transparency so all the stakeholders can see, okay, how much data was present in my report and what sections of the report um, were complete and what sections were incomplete. Then once you have that, you can you know, obviously have um, a more educated discussion about the quality and the results of an impairment rating. And, uh, and it's actually, I think, absolutely fascinating. But no one ever talks about it. It doesn't get talked about because a lot of people don't have enough command of the knowledge and the rating to understand what should or shouldn't be there. Mm. So I'm thinking it, it kind of reminds me of um, <clears throat> why people who have a certain a lot of a lot of assets a lot of things that go into doing their taxes might prefer to actually hire somebody to do to do their taxes with them or for them over just using TurboTax or something because there's a lot that they might miss out on that could actually benefit them quite a bit that you know in this case would be missing from a an impairment report right or e- or even with that uh, TurboTax concept you know the the software uh, very much like RateFast will also help you to remember what to put in there um, so if you're getting a tax return, you can say, oh, you know, I forgot this schedule or I didn't get this receipt or, you know, maybe, um, you know, where's my mortgage statement? You know, something very important mm-hmm. like that. Yes, absolutely. Um, that's critical. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, that's a great analogy. It's, is there, impairment reports are nothing more than a tax filing on, on an injuries uh, file, final statement. That was how RateFast was introduced to me when I was when I was a, a youngin in in the uh, in the in the company. Here. <laughs> it was uh, referred to as TurboTax for the workers' comp doctor, and that immediately clicked with me. 
yeah. and and so uh and uh it's it is in no way a tax software let me just make that very clear but uh but it is it is a software that just makes sure that the the data sets are complete and uh and and we're going even farther with that with the data set completeness um and so you mentioned that you mentioned that it there's an emotional component involved involved where um you know an employee the the injured worker might not be happy with the outcome of their claim or something like that and uh the employer as well in the process of the work comp, of the work comp claim might also feel an emotional feeling either one way or another maybe they're waiting for the employee to get back to work maybe they feel in the dark about this claim and everything so how does data set completeness help that uh, kind of go in the right direction and go more smoothly well, the, the completeness is a way to allow the, share, the stakeholders some transparency in the process, mm. um, you know, because when a report is incomplete um, and the rating is wrong, um, everyone's upset and they should be because, you know, no one's getting, you know, the fair value. Mm. Um, when, when you give people the tools to understand that the data has been collected completely um, adequately into spec, uh, you know, for their rule set that's delivering the price, um, you know, there's, there's, there's really nothing to argue about. You can, you know, just decide that, well, I don't like this number, but when it's based on the actual content and you know all the actual content is in, you know, that's, that's a different discussion. But mm. if, if you're looking at a value and you don't like it and the report's incomplete, you just have to go back and find the data. And that's one of the challenging things is because, okay, you know the report's incomplete. How incomplete is it? And what needs to be done? You know, that's, that's the big issue. Getting that insight and transparency um, has, has never really been available to the stakeholders. And we, you, you referenced, you know, well, this is, <clears throat> this is TurboTax for the docs. It's really TurboTax for everyone in the system. Mm. Um, you know, and, and having that insight, uh, as I said before, is critical, you know, because, you know, you buy something or you have um, maybe a home inspection done. You expect people to go through the wiring, go through the plumbing, mm. you know, uh, look for dry rot and termites and check the roof, you know, and all this stuff. Impairment rating is absolutely no different than that. Although if you look at almost any report, it's well below 50% of the required data. Okay, and we don't hear anyone really arguing about well, where's the missing data. We hear them arguing about, oh, well, 15 is too high, 15 is too low. You know, we hear that kind of discussion, but the big elephant in the room is the data, and that's what RateFast sets up to fix. I see. So, fifty percent in our case, a fifty percent incomplete impairment mm-hmm. report would be an F if we're looking at the data. If we're looking for data set completeness, solid F. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, my question. My question is, I, I'm an employee, an injured mm-hmm. worker, the injured sure. worker the claim is referencing, and how do I know the completeness or the incompleteness, say, of the report? How can I access and see that? Well, um, you know, all injured workers have access to the report. The question is, it's a little bit like reading tea leaves um, when you're looking at medical jargon and you're looking at, you know, references um, or you don't really understand what a report is supposed to have or what the rateable elements are in the report. Let's maybe use an x-ray, for example. So maybe you um, have an x-ray on your back 
and it shows um, some you know minor degenerative changes. Um, but let's say that the range of motion exam was not done adequately, and that radically changes the value of your arthritis in your back. Mm. So if you don't know that your measurements are supposed to be actual measurements to the nearest degree, and the evaluator has put in 60 degrees, 40 degrees, you know, or just types normal, normal range of motion, you don't know um, that, you know, you're missing, uh, you know, 12 points of data that should be there um, that isn't. You know, you have no idea of what's supposed to be in that report. And that's what makes this so difficult. And that's what makes it so, so frustrating and so contentious because, like I said, all we really have to rely on without this tool Mm. is just a sense of, gee, I think I should be a 40 mm. or, you know, I have a lot of pain. Um, I should be a 60, you know, percent. And, and, and that this, you know, here is the problem of the system where they're navigating blind lots of times mm. and we're making decisions on very partial data sets that probably shouldn't have been, uh, you know, made or rated or accepted in the first place. That's, that's the real issue. Mm. So, so RateFast is going to essentially be telling the physician or the clinic that's that's seeing to the particular case. It will kind of bring up the the indicators at the end of an impairment report, say before you print it out, before you send it, what have you, and it will say, "Hey, these pieces are missing. Yeah, you should go exactly. back and do this, or else this claim is going to drag out. You're not going to get paid. The claim is going to be, you know, might not be worth what we're looking at. It potentially being." Um, and so that's and and so it's sort of the the responsibility, but also um, how do I say the responsibility, but as well also the the clarity is now on the physician or the clinic to know that these things are missing and to just kind of give give it just that extra bit of polish in order to save so much time for this entire claim. Well, absolutely. And it's, and again, getting back to the home inspection um, analogy, hmm. it's being handed a report where no one looked at the roof and, you know, no one checked the wiring at all hmm. and saying, oh, your house is good to go. Or, you know, your house, um, you know, probably won't meet the mortgage requirement because it has bad wiring, although that wasn't really looked at in the exam. You know, it's a, so it's a real mismatch of what data is there in regard to what rating is there. And mm. in earlier podcasts, I've talked about this concept of rate hacking. Mm. And rate hacking is where um, an entity or a provider may intentionally or unintentionally leave out data that would change the rating in order to obtain a rating that the evaluator thinks is appropriate, even though the data may suggest otherwise. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and uh, the, the data set completeness aspect of RateFast Absolutely brings that out, and um, and and it's not there to, you know, tell people, you know, you're you're a bad person or you did a lousy report. Yeah, it's basically to say, here's what we need to do. Let's get this and move on. So, so this case can get closed, and you know, people can get on with their issues. You yeah, know, that's the main the main point. You mean that that little window that comes up when I'm on RateFast and tells me I'm a bad person isn't actually built into the software? <laughs> <laughs> that must be a bug on, on your operating system. It has nothing I, I, to do with rate fast. I'm going to look into that right away. <laughs> someone, someone hacked into my computer, I guarantee There you go. Uh, yeah. And, and sort of going back to our, our analogy of the, uh, the Kelly Blue Book, there's a, a lot of analogies being used here, and I think it's real nice because it, it does paint a very good picture of how this works. The Kelly Blue Book analogy is that the owners of these cars that are um, 
selling their used cars or, or rather buying their used cars uh, don't have to be a mechanic to know the value of a car. They just have to have sort of the, the guide or at least to know that there is a standard by which these things are being priced out. These things are being you know, apportioned, rated or what have you, um, which which is very much the same for RateFast. They they know that there is a standard by which the, these, these uh, claims are being rated. And so even though it's not really the, the, the injured worker or the employer's responsibility to know exactly what the doctor should be looking for, what the, what the physician should be rating or whatnot, they can look at the report and ask them, is this rated as well as it can be based off of the standard that's set up by RateFast? Yeah, that, that's, that's a great analogy. And I'm a big fan of the Kelly Blue Book um, you know, story and analogy because I mean, you can log on to Kelly Blue Book right now, and it's going to ask you about ten to fifteen questions about your automobile, whether you're selling it, where you're selling it, um, you know, paint color, the paint quality, you know, the sound system, and all those things. So you can go through there and answer any and all or none of the questions, and you will still get a value on your car. Okay, it'll still give it to you. But at least you know that, oh, well, I don't know what the wheel quality was, you know, and I don't know if the sound system was, you know, premium or standard. Mm. But at least you say, okay, this stuff is missing. I know that it's worth at least this value. But at least I know what to go back and look for in the car and reset it and see if the price is correct. And that's the key. The key is at least understanding what's absent, and then you can make a decision on you know, what you need to do next. So the data set completeness, the concept of the data set completeness, is sort of part of the larger image of the historic accurate data set that we've been working with and that we've been talking about in one of our previous podcasts. Yes. I just wondering if you could give us a picture of how data set completeness kind of bits plugs right into that historic accurate data set yeah so the just for the listeners if you haven't listened to some of the other podcasts the historic accurate data set is a validated data set um, a bank of exams if you will um, that have been validated to the standards of whatever the administrative uh, rule set is so if the rule set says that you have to have three measurements that are you know actual measurements to the nearest degree those are going to be in the historic accurate data set. If the report said that the range of motion of the shoulder was 40%, that will not be in the historic accurate data set because that is not accurate spec data. So, so think about a large library of multiple um, injuries that have past validation, such as 10% variance, um, three measurements, you know, motion, um, all these things, and you have that as a resource. So when you get a report that's incomplete, like let's say in muscle testing, the data in the report we're looking at, okay, can be created and it can be classed based on its recovery score index. Um, It's a number that's created out of the value of the claim as far as pain and ADL function and normality or abnormality of the exam. We can actually class injuries because if you lump them all together, 
that is that is not a very clean and accurate way to make determinations on averages. So so we have the ability in the historic accurate data set to parse injuries not only based on the injured body part, but based on the severity. And then we match that with the severity of the case we're looking at. And then we can go into the historic accurate database. We can augment sections of reports that are absent, okay, and and get a full data set that we can create the most accurate rating that we can without the complete data. So so it's it's what I call an augmented historical accurate database, and um, it's an excellent way to um, take providers or reports that can't be reproduced. Or um, uh, there's a, you know a couple situations where the injured worker passes away for whatever reason from their injury, but there was an exam that was done, and everyone wants to know what was the most accurate value of that exam. Now that's an extreme example, mm. um, but that's one where you really can't bring someone in and examine them again. Um, mm. and, and that's a great application of a historic accurate database. The other thing um, that the database <clears throat> does is it can look across um, providers. It can look across um, different insurance carriers. It can look across um, employers and networks. And, and it can basically um, take a look and say, hey, look, this particular group um, is, is consistently lacking in this particular data. You know, how do we make it better? How do we do an educational program for the doctors or the patients or the employers um, or the attorneys, you know, on, on helping people understand this? So it's, it's not only a referral um, resource database for helping make reports, but it's also an excellent way for a customized educational program so we can better understand you know, where our providers and our systems falling down on taking exams, taking histories, ordering tests. Mm. Since we're so deep in the analogy back here today, I, uh-huh. I kind of came up with one on the spot for the historic accurate data set. And you can tell sure. me if it's not accurate. Okay. And then I'll just simply cut it out of the podcast. Um, the, you're, you've got to write a paper for your class yes. on mm-hmm. World War I. And so your te- the, the professor has a huge binder that they put on the table that has every paper that has ever been written about World War One, but your paper specifically is about the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand. And so you flip to that page, and not only do you have the grade A papers for reference, you also have the ones that didn't do so well to know what not to do. Yeah, I think I think that's a great way to look at it. You can you can look through good and bad data and partial data and understand where you fall, what information you need to get, and you know what a great report looks like and what a weak report looks like. Yeah, very happy agree that, with that that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and then so the data set completeness essentially reaches into that. Uh, the the binder, if you will, or or kind of reaches into that whole data set and uses that as as the reference to tell you where on this that this this very specific, very particular injury lies, and and how this measurement might look when held to the light of these previous examples. Yeah, absolutely. So yes, it it absolutely does that, and 
you know, and, and we, um, we've coined, uh, along with some of the, the bond market, um, you know, certain reports um, can be classified as junk, just like a junk bond, meaning that mm-hmm. it has, you know, um, uh, very little value and very little um, information if you will. Hmm. Um, and, you know, people need to know, Hey, we're trying to settle a case based on, you know, a junk value report. And, hmm. you know, I look at, um, junk cases, anything that's a D or below, hmm. um, is, is, is pretty much a junk rating. Um, a, a good, uh, rating, um, uh, by, uh, my read of it is somewhere between a B minus or higher, you know, hmm. is, is what I would really like to see, um, you know, case data come in at. Um, but unfortunately, um, you know, most cases fall far short of that. Mm. And I kind of, I, I really want to reiterate that it is the B minus and above reports that have the greatest settlement generally, because at least they, they have the biggest reflection of the actual injury itself without anything missing, without anything left out of the report. And also on top of that, it also makes the entire process go faster. We've gone over so many times how long realistically these claims take and some of that much of that is not even because of the actual injury itself it's because of the bureaucracy involved it's incomplete reports result in longer 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 sort of stretches between communication between the 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 provider the adjuster the employer the employee and everything like that so the more accurate the report the quicker things go as well Absolutely. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times, um, you know, I've looked at reports um, where it's very, 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 very poor quality and the stakeholders just kind of stir the pot and say, well, maybe it's this or maybe we do that or maybe we, we use this value and settle on. And all that really is, is rearranging the chairs on the deck of the Titanic because <laughs> it's, it's, it's faulty, um, incomplete data to begin with. Uh-huh. But it's almost like, you know, these, these, these stakeholders have no insight into that. And they're like, okay, well, let's just try to get this thing settled and move on. Um, and, and uh, you know, we don't, we don't have an accurate report. We don't even know if it's accurate. The doctor said it's accurate or the attorney's happy with it. You know, but these, these are not data-driven things. These are subjective emotional things. Um, and that's what we try to stay away from. In essence, more complete reports mean better reports and better data to gauge the accuracy of reports. Absolutely. It means it means a more accurate settlement. It means a more fair settlement for everyone involved. Um, and it's so much more timely. John, is there anything else you would like to touch on in regards to data set completeness or also how it plugs into the historic accurate data set as a whole? Well, in, in closing, I guess what I really want the listeners to take away is that um, A, the ability to understand the completeness of reports is now within everyone's grasp um, with a tool like RateFast. Um, B, it's, it's very, very exciting and important to call out the elephant in the room, which is data incompleteness. Hmm. Um, that's probably one of the biggest things that frustrates me when I'm looking at reports, I'm reviewing reports, I'm talking to people about accuracy of report is is that no one's talking about the fact that the data is missing and it may be missing massive pieces of data and in trying to focus on the endpoint which is that impairment value instead of taking the first step and saying how good is the quality of this report how trustworthy is it how reproducible is it you know and where did it come from 
That's really the key point. And, and if you ask those questions, you are asking about data report completeness. Thanks again for dropping in. If you would like to learn more about dataset completeness, the historic accurate dataset, and all of the exciting developments here at RateFast, drop into our blog at blog.rate-fast.com. And to give the RateFast software a try, drop into rate-fast.com.